You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to the latest episode of the Scottish Football Show Extra right here on SN Media. I'm Scott McTide, delighted to be your host as always. Joined as always by Shankers. Shankers, how are we doing? Hi, I'm good, Scott. I'm all good. We are going to be joined by Wilson later on. Rory's studying for his trip to Ibrox tomorrow night for Sports Sound. But we will be joined by Wilson later on in the show. We're going to do a bit of coverage tonight on the West of Scotland Football League. All five divisions we're going to take a look at. Then we're going to take a look at the European results at the Scottish clubs. We'll preview the Premier Sports Cup. We'll talk to Wilson a bit about the Ayrshire Amateurs and then we will close the show. We'll start off with the West of Scotland Football League. Shankers, another exciting couple of, couple of match days so far? Aye, definitely. Uh, a few uh, surprises. A few teams dropping points. Uh, maybe you wouldn't expect plenty of goals, as always, for, for this stage of the season. So it's been an exciting start so far. Definitely. We'll just run through the results quickly on the four leagues before on Saturday. Bees four, Hurlford now, Blantyre now, Rob Roy one, Bonnet now, Walking Lake two, Clydebank four, Largs one, Cumberland and Darvel was obviously postponed. Cumnock now, Arvin Meadow two, Glenafton now, Ben Burb three, Colburnley one, Troon two, Rossville one, Pollock six, Rutherland, Glencairn four, Coanon four. Saturday, Shankers obviously using a good result away to Bonnet and 2 0. How did you feel Talbot played? He's happy just to pick up the three points. I have said, and I said before last week uh, about previous teams as well, it's at this stage of the season with so many fixtures, uh, 10 fixtures in five weeks, I think people will be happy with points on the board rather than good performances. I mean, if you get both the same, well, that's great, but I think a lot of people would rather not play so good and, and pick up the win than have a good performance but maybe, maybe draw the game or, or so so on. We, we've uh, I mean Bonnet had a great chance um, at 1-0 our, our keeper Andrew uh, Leishman has made a wonderful save at, at 1-0 to keep us uh, in the lead and then uh, we go and get the second and that almost kind of kind of puts the game to bed so uh, it was a a good win, but as I said, performance could have been could have been better as well. Yeah, definitely. He's went top of the league as well. Cowan in four, Rutherland four. That was an interesting result. Obviously, Cowan were up four one away from home. Rutherland came back into the game four four. It was a bit of a surprising result, wasn't it? We thought obviously when it went four one, there was like Cowan and will hold on and get a, a big three points and join using the top of the league. But Rutherland did all credit them. They fought back and got the result. They did then. Good play to him. I mean, I'm not saying you 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 could chuck it at four one then, but it's it's so easy to almost accept it and and just kind of see, see no see out the game because you're getting beat, but just get through the game and and for Cohen and to, to lose that they'll be they'll be really disappointed. I mean, four one up uh, and to lose three goals and and go away uh, with a point. I mean, they they'll, they'll be got out about that, but. Uh, last night they, they bounced back with a 4 1 win at Beath, which, which we'll come on to. So I think that the only 
bonus is they never lost the game, but for the position that they were in, they'll they'll, they'll feel that should have took three points. So, so they'll be they'll be disappointed with that. Yeah, definitely. Teams like Bees as well. Bees are a big result beating Hurlford four 0 I watched Hurlford the week the Wednesday before. I didn't think they'd a four 0 defeat in them, but it was a first defeat of the season. But okay, to be that is a great result beating Hurlford four 0 as as we say, there's there's no really any easy fixtures in in this division. Beat Hurlford of the past, will have been a close game, maybe a goal, a, a goal either way. So so for Beat to, to beat them as convincing as that, as surprising for now uh, at home is is a good result for Beat. But Hurlford will be pointed to lose uh, as heavily as that. Yeah, I would agree with that. We've got also big results. Clyde Bank, we'll touch about Clyde Bank later on in the show. Clyde Bank and Pollock, though, two impressive performances. Ben Bob going to Glenafton in one and three. Now, that was a result that caught me for a surprise. I know Glenafton's start's been a bit, up, but it's been a poor start to the season for the, the Glens. But Ben Bob going there in one and three now is a big result. As uh, some people say, it was surprising, but when, when you look at Ben Bob's form, uh, Recently, they've, they've picked up a lot of points at, at this stage of the season. So maybe maybe three 0 is comfortable. It's, it's a surprise, but when down there in, in winning the game, it probably isn't as much as a surprise as, as what people would think. But I just don't think people would thought it was going to be as comfortable a win for Ben. But it's that because newcomers are a tricky place to go yeah. at any time this season and, and try and get three points. Never mind three three goals in a clean sheet. Yeah. Obviously, as well, Troon picked up a win away to Coburnley. It's a big result for Troon. Obviously, the it's been up and down as well. They've had chances to win games and just they've not they've, they've struggled. I think they've won one before that, but it was that was another big result. Obviously, going to Coburnley, who have they started well, but it's never an easy place to go. But true, that's a big result for Troon. It is, and and when teams on the on the picking up points and and maybe losing a couple in a row, it, it's important to. Teams run about your your area of the, of the table who are maybe not doing as, as well either. It's important that, that they pick up points against them and, and Coburn is definitely not an easy place to go and, and trying to go down there and, and get a result is, is massive for them and, and that'll give them a boost and they'll, they'll maybe push on now and start picking up points on the bounce again. And Coburn is in a, in a sticky situation. Uh, they've not picked up a point so far. I'm led to believe, I think. Like, yeah, that's it. Nice. Aye, seven, but, uh, seven defeats for seven. Aye. When we played them, they, they played some nice football. They've got some really good players. I, I'm surprised that, that they haven't picked up any points this season, but it's just one of the things. We'll see, see when you're turning up and you maybe do lose two or three in a row. It's, it, I'm not saying it's easy to get into that slump, but it, it's hard to get hard to get out of it when, when you're losing games just things only going your way see, see that we battle up it just it just doesn't go your way they need breaks of the ball things like that they just don't go your way and, and fingers crossed go burn they start, start picking up points because they're a team that's been in the, the top leagues for for, the, for years but unfortunately it's, it's not looking good for them at the minute but hopefully they can turn things around yeah, definitely. We'll move into last night's results. Hawking Lake 2 going after nil. Ben Bob nil, rather going to Davon Cummins was obviously postponed. Hurlford get back back to anyways, a 3 0 win over Rossville. Arvin Meadow, I was at the game, 2 1 1 over Lag Sissel. We'll talk about that in a second. Coburnley 1, Clyde Bank 5, Co 1 and 4, B 1. Rob Roy, again, we'll touch on them in a minute, but a terrific run of form for them. 4 2 1 over Bonneton. 
Pollock 5, Cumbernauld 1, and Troon 1, Blantyre, Victoria 3. Two teams I want to touch on, obviously, they're, near, near, they're getting near the top of the table. Clyde Bank as well, they've went on a terrific run of form since they're, it's gonna say, I think they're the exact same as Ockenlet. I think they've won I the last I think they drew, uh, they, they drew their first two games and then they've won the rest. Nah, they've been in a, a cracking run of form. But how about Clyde Bank? Do we, just, do we think they're obviously 4-1-1 over Largs and Saturday, Saturday then 5-1 last night at Coburnley? They're scoring goals for fun. They, they are so, and they're a team that, that should be up at this the top end of the, the table, and, and I think they will be come the end of the season. I mean, the, we played them first game of the season, drew to each. Uh, I don't think we could have argued if Clyde Bank had won that game, and I don't think they could have argued if he won the game. It could have went either way. A draw was probably a, a fair result. The, the second game of the season, they fought back late on to, to get a point at Cumbernauld. So it just shows they never give up. And then after that, that's maybe given them a wee lift. And, and they've went six wins in the bounce. So I'm not surprised that they've went one six out of six because they, they've got top players in their team and, and they're a top team and they're capable of doing that. So I'm, I'm not surprised by, by their run of form now. Uh, and they'll be a tough opponent for, for anybody that's coming up against them in, in this form. Yeah, I'll agree with that totally. Pollock as well, 6-1-1 over Rossville and Saturday, then they follow that up with a 5-1 impressive win against Cumbernauld last night. They are scoring goals as well. It's just been, they always will as well. They've got players there like, that are always just going to kind of create chances as well. Their only blip was the, the defeat to Bonnet and then it was goalless against Hurlford. But apart from that, they've been pretty much perfect. Yep. Uh, what Unbeaten in the, the last six games. Uh, so... It's it's form that's going to take them up to the top end of the league. They've got quality all over, all over the pitch, as you said. That they've got players that, that can hurt teams uh, at any minute of the game. We played them in pre-season. I think it was their first pre-season game, and the, the score probably wasn't a true, true reflection on on a Pollock uh, often that game. They're always they're always usually tight games. So uh, I think they'll be there or thereabouts at the end of the season as well. And and the form at the minute is is looking. Really good. I think that's quite a good thing. Uh, when you're looking at the table, you can you can see teams' current current form and, and stuff like that. So I think that's quite good. And seeing seeing all the teams up the the top end of the the table uh, with with wins and with like five wins, one draw, six and yeah. six stuff like that. So it shows the, the form that the teams are in at the moment, and and it's going to be hard for the, the teams who are, who are looking for points coming up against these teams because. I know what it's like if you're on a, a run of four or five, six wins in a row, that things do fall your way. You get break to the ball, you you get you get that wee, that wee break, that wee bit of luck that you need. And for these teams at the moment, everything's gone their way. So who knows uh, Who knows when the, the runs will come to an end? Yeah. Avon Meadow as well, a 2-1-1 over Lags and they beat Cumberland on Saturday 2-0. It was a really impressive performance last night. They, they played well first half. I was at the game covering it for the channel. Played well first half. Lags took a surprise lead. It was against the run of play. It was a terrific header for Sewell from close range. Jamie Martin and get them back level. It was a really good goal as well. It was a good pass. It deflected towards Martin and finished it lovely. And then there was a penalty, maybe 10 minutes to go, and Mark McLennan finished it. Arvin Meadow, they're always there and thereabouts, but they are, they are responding well. Obviously, I think they've only won defeat so far, but they've been pretty much as well, just consistent, steady. Are they going to be kind of close to the top this season, Jim? I, I think I said at the start, I think teams like 
Yelita Pollock, Clyde Bank, Devin Meadows, they, they have to, for the clubs, the size at this level and players that they've got, they have to be, for them to be, even a successful season, they have to be challenging at, at the top end. And maybe after a kind of slower start than, than Meadow would, would have wanted, their form recently, they've won five out of the last six games. So mm-hmm. their form form recently is, is one that, that teams teams really want to be want to go down to, to Meadow Park for a game when, when they're in that form and they had a tough game against Lag last week they're a stuffy side um, ours was 2-1 as well uh, their second goal is a wee bit fortunate so for Irvin uh, Meadow to come back for 1-0 down and, and show the, the courage and the spirit to, to get it back and turn it around to, to win 2-1 uh, shows what they're all about and, and they'll be up there challenging uh, coming into the season as well with the match yeah, definitely. You used to be going off in 2 0, Mason and Samson with the goals. What was the performance like? Was that a good, was, was that a great performance, Walking Lake and going off and just seeing a flower? What was your thoughts on the game? Yeah, I think I, I spoke to you in, in Wilson Ella uh, last night and I said it's probably one of our better performances this season. We've, I had said about, about how we've, we've not been beat yet, but we've no played. To yeah. our full potential. I, I don't think we played to our full potential last night, but the performance ha, has been better than, than what it has in, in previous games, I think. Scored, uh, Aaron scored, I'm not actually sure when in the, the game, but we had plenty of chances uh, in the first half. Keepers had two good saves uh, for myself. There's been, there's been other chances uh, in the game. I, I can't really remember our keeper been tested an awful lot. Uh, so so probably I, I actually won't be able to I actually won't uh, sorry, I'm getting stuck here. I actually can't really remember a time where our goalie was uh, was challenged and I don't Aye. think uh, Glen Afton would have complained if he actually won me another goal or two. I think it was one of the games that's that's probably the most comfortable we've felt. And that to kind of tie, it's a kind of got a derby, yeah, uh, feel to it, stuff like that. And every time we play Glen Afton, it's it's normally a tight, close game, and they're normally stuffy. But it's probably one of the most kind of comfortable we've we've felt against them. And and to to what beat them two 0 and say you probably should have had another goal or two uh, says says how good their performance was. So yeah. it's, it's another one, and, and it kind of keeps the 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 winning run going so far. Yeah, definitely. The buffs are up there close as well. A four-one-one over B recovering for the the four-all draw at Rutherglen. They're always going to be there and thereabouts. We get some terrific players. Obviously, Thomas Collins as well. Ali McCollum's been scoring goals. Why is that about the cool one? that they're always kind of getting there as well. I think they're unbeaten. They're unbeaten as well, aren't they? I I think um, they've drew two and won six. Yeah. if I'm right. Right, and saying we were saying about. About Beeve beating Hurlford 4 0 and and how the games are on the close and then Cohen and going turn over Beeve 4 1 and, and and give them a, a kind of good comfortable uh, one under their belt as well. Cohen and I don't think I spoke to somebody last week uh, who is involved with a team that come at a level and, and they say Cohen is the best team that they've faced so far this season. So I think that says says a lot for them. They've got a good young squad. In the previous show, I had mentioned Thomas Collins. I think he could be yeah. one of the, the signings of the season for Cohen. And he's proven me 
me right so far with mm. his goals and, and performances. Uh, he used to play with Beath as well, so he scored against an old club last night. But 4 1 is a, a convincing win for winning. And I think one thing I will say is that if you've got goals coming from all over the pitch, there's no, there's no likes of Thomas that's scoring can two or three goals a game and, and he's running away with it. Every time you see there's four, three different scorers, two different scorers, four different scorers, and they're scoring heavily. They're not beating teams 1 0, 2 1, they're beating them 4 1, 6 0, things like that. So they're going to be a team that, that they're going to put it this way. I think if you if you finish above co winning, you'll not be far away if you win in the league. I definitely agree with that. Rob Roy's well was a tough start to the season, but they bounced back terrifically four wins in a row. We are going to be at Glenarfin versus Rob Roy on Saturday covering the game, so we'll stay tuned for that. Rob Roy, though, you've got to get handed to Stuart Maxwell for getting Rob Roy back in the back in the hunt for out of the relegation places after a really, really poor start, but they bounced back really well. Yeah, as, as so four, four defeats in a row and then four wins in a row. Uh, it, it's, it's a good turnaround. It's, uh, it's a tough place to go, uh, Captain Tuller. Uh, Rob Roy uh, up at Cumbernauld, uh, where they play. It's a tough place to go at, at any time of the season. Uh, we went up there, I think it was the sec- second game of the season, and we, we got a tough, tough game. They've got a lot of, I think there's been a big turnaround in, in players uh, up there throughout the, the year. I don't know whether they lost players uh, during the pandemic or, or whatever, but there's there's, there's faces there that, that I hadn't really seen before, a lot of, a lot of young boys. But for them to go, to go four wins in a row at, at this uh, level against the teams in the league, how competitive it is to go four right. games in a row, winning is is a good uh, good feat. So never mind going four four defeats in a row and then four wins. But uh, nobody will want to go and play kick and and this run of form with four wins momentum. They'll have momentum going into every game and they'll believe they can beat anybody. So. Yeah. Kicking Tillich will be, will be a team to watch over the next few weeks and see if they can keep their run going. Yeah, definitely. Horrelford, Rutherglen and uh, Blantyre all get big wins as well. We'll move into the fixtures coming up this Saturday. We have Bonnet and play Troon. Blantyre versus Coburnley. Rutherglen play Shankers team Auckland Lake. Going after Rob Roy, which we'll be at for the channel. Lags versus Darville, who are coming back after obviously their two games off with COVID. Rossville versus Cowinning, Cumberland versus Pollock, Beath versus Benburg, Clydebank versus Irvine Meadow, and Cumberland versus Hurlford. Shankers, what fixture out of that sticks out to you? Just off the top of my head, I actually can't, you said more that quick that I can't, um, I can't remember a fixture, but I think, I think it'll be interesting to see how Darvel come back after, after um, two games, no playing, I know what it's like, I don't know whether players who, who were negative or whatever were still able to train so I don't know the situation so it'll be interesting to see see how they bounce back after two games uh, of no playing because I know I know say no playing for a week through injury or two weeks it's no longer catching up you you feel it in the in the next game you play so it'll be interesting to see I'm, I'm sure the players uh, who were available will have been keeping themselves ticking over, whether it's going to run or whether they're yeah. still able to be in a small group or whatever. So I think that'll be one to watch and, and be interesting to see how they bounce back uh, for them, especially after the last game they had a, a defeat against Cowan. So it'll be interesting to see how they bounce back. 
Yeah, definitely. We'll touch on the, the three conference leagues quickly. Arthur Lee are still top of the league, seven wins out of seven. Shorts are sitting in 18 points with six wins and two draws. With Bells Hill, Craig Mark, Whitlitz and Muirkirk as well also kind of close by. Shankers, we'll just run through the results quickly for Wednesday for the conference day. Bells Hill, seven. Craig Mark, three. Tangle Thriller with Irvin Vicks and Garvin that finished five each. Johnson, one. Whitlitz, two. Les Mahago, one. Glasgow Uni, one. Luger, three. Mabel, five. Maryhill, one. Shorts, four. Muirkirk now fourth now and Saul Coates backs now awfully four. Any results stick out to you in that? <laughs> There's a few seven threes, five each, five three, plenty of goals in the <laughs> leagues. People where I get where I get their money's worth. Um, I think maybe maybe look as a a good one, a, a tight game. Uh, they are five three two two teams that are, are familiar with each other going at it. So they both scraping through that. Bells Hill, I think to score seven goals and I think if if somebody says to Craig Mark, right, you're gonna to go to Bell Hill and you're gonna score three goals, I think Aye. they would have thought they would be at least walking away with a point. So Aye. to score three goals and it's still is is a tough one to take. Irvin and Irvin Vicks, five each. I don't know whether they didn't have any defenders on or whatever in that <laughs> game. The manager going to probably be happy with each defence in that one. And uh, shots, shots for made a one. So plenty of goals in that league. That'll be that'll be one to keep an eye on. That's what yeah, know. definitely. It's a league that's sticking out as well. I fully look as if they're, they're going to be really, really hard to beat. Shots are there about as well. There was a lot of good teams in that league. We'll move into Conference B. Ardia picked up their first defeat. They lost to Canberra's Lang. They lost 4 1 to Cambers Lang. We'll just run yep. through the results. Ardair 1, Cambers Lang 4, Kaluk 1, St. Caddox 4, Dorai 0, Greenock 5, Gart Cairn 4, Port Glasgow 4, New Mains 1, Glasgow United 7, Renfrew 4, Ashfield 1, Royal Albert 1, Kello 4. We'll just look at the table as well. Cambers Lang are sitting top of the league now. They're a point clear of Gart Cairn, St. Caddox, and Ardair. They're all in 17 points. You've got likes of Greenock, Renfrew, Port Glasgow. Sitting fourteen and thirteen, put back to the top of the league. Obviously, Cambers Lang are sitting top, but Gart Cairns and Cardiff are there. It could be a very, very open league as well. That's the Conference B. It does, it does look tight at the top when I'm looking at it. Obviously, Cambers Lang's a team in form. They lost their first game and then they've, they've won their next six. So, as as I keep going back to when you get momentum or winning six in a row, it's the next games can't come quick enough. Ardira, I noticed they picked up the the first defeat of the season, but I think as their manager says, I listened to his interview after the game. Their manager says, stage they're at the now they're plunging above their weight anyway. So I think going up against teams like Canberra Stan, who are so familiar with at this level compared to some of the players who Ardira's got and maybe stepped it up a wee bit. You're always going to pick up the defeats. You're not going to be perfect, especially when playing Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, but. Our dear will just be, be looking forward to Saturday and, and, and try to put things right. But top of that league, the top three teams that are there, I think they'll be fighting fighting up the top there or thereabouts. Canvas Langat, Kernan's Paddock. Unfortunately, I just think they, they'll have a wee bit more experience than, than our dear when, when it comes to the crunch. Hopefully, yeah. I'm wrong because our dear's the first team and I would like them to go up there. I just think those teams have got a wee bit more experience in their, in their sides to, to keep them up. That end of the, the table when it comes to up trophies. 
Yeah, definitely. We'll move into Conference C. Drum Chapel have started brilliantly. Six wins out of six. They'll be top of the league in 18 points. St Rocks, they've also had a terrific start to the season. They're a point behind in 17. Wishaw and Nielsen are both in 16 points, with Glasgow Perthshire in 15. Peters Hill, 14. Ardross in 13. Very open league as well. There's a lot of teams making really impressive starts. Drumchapel and Nielsen are unbeaten, but we've got to mention Drumchapel as well. Six wins out of six. You can't start a season any better. I know I'm looking at six out of six. Top of the league by a point in the two games in hand and second, but they put themselves in a right, right good position. Obviously, the Wichita are only two points behind and they've only got one game in hand, so it is tight, but six out of six. You can't ask for a better start than that. And Drumchapel will be, be looking to they stay there for, for the duration of the season. Yeah, definitely as well. We'll just run through the results that took place on Wednesday. Drumchapel 4, Wishaw now, East Kilbride Thistle now, Nielsen 3, Lanark 1, Vale of Clyde 1, Kilsyth Rangers 2, Glasgow Persia 3, Peters Hill 4, Valerieben 0, St Anthony's 2, Ardrossan 3, and Yoker 1, St Rocks 1. We'll move into Division 4. That's obviously the new league this season as well. A lot of new teams in it. Finner are top of the league with 18 points in Colsyth Athletic are in 15, Harthill Royal 10, St Peter's 9, Glenvale also in 9, Harmony Row 7, Campbellton 4 and BSC Glasgow 4. Shankers, obviously this is a new league as well, we'll just run through the results that took place on Wednesday. Finner beat Colsyth Athletic 4-0, they moved top of the table. Glenvale 1, Harmony Row 1 and Harthill Royal Glenville. 3. Glenville 1-4-0, 4 one 4-1 for the Rassie. 1-1. 1-1. It's my mistake. Glenvale 4, Harmony Row 1, Harthill Royal 3, St Peter's 2. Finner, obviously, a good start to the season. Is there any kind of teams in that league that you feel are going to be potentially up at the top at the end of the season? Is there any teams caught your eye? See, to be honest, I don't really know an awful lot about these teams. I seem to be, whether it's amateur teams coming up or whether it's boys clubs getting to a high level like their their maximum age and they're stepping up I just want to keep an eye on because this is these teams have been no force but these teams have no option but to come in at this level so I think you maybe need to wait till next next season to to see who gets promoted and what going and then when they're up against higher teams you'll see where they're at I think it's going to be a close league at the end of the season between Colesyth uh, and, and Finnick, the way the things, the, the way the league started so right. far. So it'll be interesting, but uh, it's not a league I, I know an awful lot about. I know um, St Peter's, uh, what do you call his face? I forget the guy's name on Twitter. Uh, he's something today, he's the assistant manager of St Peter's or something like that. Uh, I forget that guy's name. It's the guy who the PJ and Dark Show. All right, okay. What's his name? He's involved with oh, us somehow. Um, so it's interesting to, to see that league. Uh, it's a it's a, a wee bit of a, a weird one because I don't really know too, too much about them. I know how many row are, are a notorious um, team for for a good boys club teams. So I don't uh, know whether they've maybe. Uh, put their under 19s or under 20s up there. A senior side or whatever, but it's, a, it's an interesting one to keep an eye on to see how, see how teams do. I know BSC Glasgow were a, a Lowland League team and then they've changed to, to Broomhill, I think it is. Aye. 
So I don't know how, I don't know what the connection is with, with them going into this level. I'm not too sure, but it'll be an interesting one to, to keep an eye at the, the end of the season and, and see who, who comes out on top. Yeah, definitely. We are going to be covering the, the West of Scotland League this Saturday as well. We'll give you reports and all the fixtures and we'll be, I'll be live at Glenarchan versus Rob Royce. We'll have match updates from then. Well, obviously, the full-time scores we'll put out as soon as we get them and we'll be posting match reports at the end of the, the night. We'll be covering the, the league again next week. But that is our look at the West of Scotland Leagues. And we're back in the second part of the show. We're joined by Mark Wilson, running late. Wilson, how are we? Thanks, Scott. Thanks for waiting for me. Sorry to all the WSFL clubs who didn't get my expert analysis this week. <laughs> Paul will be back next week for that. Definitely. Let's move into the Scottish clubs in Europe. We're actually just recording this after the the five clubs have all five clubs have played and the results are through. We'll start on Tuesday night. Rangers won, Malmo two. Rangers are out of the Champions League. Malmo qualified four two in aggregate. Shankers, you were at the game. What went wrong? Yeah, I was saying to you as we, we spoke kind of briefly on it uh, in our WhatsApp group, and now I say is that. The game plan at 0-0 was, was perfect, I thought. I thought Rangers looked comfortable. I thought they looked dominant at 1-0. And as soon as the first goal goes in, something changed. I don't know what it was. I, I seen Michael Beale and Gerard out of the dugout and they were shouting. As soon as the goal went in, there's players celebrating. They're shouting to Poon, one and all, one of the players over and they're shouting things and, and that. And it was as if, they, they, they had a plan once they got 1-0 like, this is how we're going to take the game forward and Aye. after that they, they let Malmo have the ball and, and they creeps the more they had the ball they started getting comfortable and they, the more they had the ball they creeped into the game slowly and at half time Rangers came out I've seen I've seen players uh, people writing about they made a sub at half time this and that but when you're up 1-0 against 10 men at half time that there should be no reason for a sub because nobody knows what, what's going to happen in the second half. Nobody knows what, what team's going to come out for all. They could have come out. They come out the second half and started like the first half. They've been uncomfortable, but they let Malmo creep into the game and, and they get punished. And the first goal was a great finish. It's a ball down the line. The, the strikers fired that cross goal. Probably the only place he could put it. It's a great finish. The second goal is an absolute shambles yeah, defensively. We've seen the, the freeze, uh, the freeze, uh, freeze frame. the freeze frame. Yeah, we've seen that. The space that he was allowed to to get the ball went if he everything's been sucked into the corner, went if he first touch across and he's and he's played it back across the goal. Uh, the defending, the marking is absolutely symbolic for a, a team at that level. I coach an under ten team, and if and if we. The under team, sorry, and if we conceded a goal like that, then I would think that is poor for, for that level. So for Rangers to concede that goal, and then give, they gave Malmo something to hold on to, and and they got in their two banks of four with a striker who worked ever so hard for the team after that. And, and to be honest, they had a chance for a corner. Uh, Morelos is ahead at the back post, and he straight ahead at into the near near uh, hand corner and he's missed it and see other than that he never really created in at all had these come on he said shot for 30 yards Sakala said a shot for 30 odd yards other than that I can't really 
remember a clear cut opportunity for Rangers to get back into the game. And see, as soon as it went to one, that was a tied one because Rangers looked ever so predictable going side to side, getting the ball in the wings, putting aimless crosses into the box, no even picking them down, just Barisic. And I don't even think Dalvin uh, there like, got a, a ball into the box where you're thinking somebody should be getting to the end of that. So the quality of the guys have got to be picking somebody out in the box and I said once it went to one I, I never seen any way back for Rangers and it was a another poor night for the Rangers when you think Malmo Olymp- and then Olympiacos or Ludigaret you, you would on paper Rangers should, should be beating Malmo and uh, and going on and, and probably progressing to the group stages so it's a good opportunity missed and uh, unfortunately now we we could see one or two players uh, on their way at Ibrox. Yeah, I agree with that as well. Wilson, what do we think about this Rangers blip so far? Do we think it is a blip or as a cause for concern? It's three results, three defeats in a row. We've heard the saying it's just only two defeats away for a crisis. What do we think here? You're the kind of, you've said before about this Rangers team, you thought what are they like in front of crowds? I don't know if that's a kind of basic thing to say, but I don't know what, what your thoughts are on it. Do you think that do you think this has a cause for concern, though, the lack of form and the, the start of the season? I'll obviously be concerning, but I, I think at Rangers and Celtic, I think you're one defeat away from a crisis, to be honest. Um, and I think, you know, results, again, I spoke about the league result, and as, as Shanker said, you know, the path to the Champions League, Holy Grail as such, was relatively straightforward for me. I feel that Rangers would be better than Malmo. I, I believe it'd be better than Olympiacos and Ludigrants. Um, But obviously, again, and I saw Gerard again on the television tonight saying that they're maybe not a Champions League team, but they're definitely a Europa League last 16 team. If the vultures are now circling on some of these players, then unless they're replacing like for like as such, then I wouldn't even think they'd be a Europa League team because I believe if you pull possibly Morales out that team, then, then I would be quite fearful of who's going to get, you know, that 20 goals plus um, that Morales uh, gives Rangers. And what, what I would say, and again, Mark and you may disagree, I actually think now, again, it's not a crisis. I don't believe for one minute it's a crisis. If you're lucid in Fairland on Friday night, then possibly yeah. it's a crisis. But I think that's a good game to get them back on, you know, the straight and narrow and winning games again. But what I would say, and it was quite interesting that Mark was saying that Bale and Gerrard were out, I always think when Rangers lose, the players get it in the neck. I don't think anyone looks at, you know, Steven Gerrard, whereas every time they win a game, Michael Beale's all of a sudden Pep Guardiola and Steven Gerrard's this and that. I I think over the last few games where Rangers have lost, yes, the players are playing, etc. But I think Gerrard has made mistakes in terms of his substitutions, the way he set up his team and the accommodation of players. Um, and, I, and, I, and I, But I think he's escaped it well. I mean, I know he's a huge name in world football, etc. But again, it was a wee bit after the Malmo game, calling on the crowd, etc. You know, I think he maybe Stephen Gerrard maybe needs to look in the mirror at some of these results rather than trying to blame, or not necessarily blame, but look, look at looking at his players and looking at Balogun's mistakes, etc. What what I would also say was, and again, I only saw the highlights this afternoon. Um, because you know I went to bed in the huff at one nil and ten men, you know that. Um, <laughs> but and I'm never ever. I don't think I've ever criticised them ever. But 
I actually felt, is it the second goal where no one's on Balogun's toes? And he turns it. Do you not think Alan McGregor slowed down to that? Mm, yeah, but I don't think... I would to... never, ever criticise Alan McGregor because he has one of the best goals I have ever seen. But I, I felt when you saw the angle from behind the goal, you know, yes, of course, he's maybe eight, ten yards out hitting it hard, but it's a save I've seen McGregor make, put it that way, loads of times. And it wasn't in the corner of the net. It was as if, you know, as his arm extended, it would have happened, you know, and inside of the elbow. So, but again... As I say, Rangers, I think, at the moment, and maybe it has been a wee bit arrogant, and that's where John Dahl Thomason found it, but I, I think Rangers should be beating at Malmo, especially at Ibrox, in, in front of the home crowds. Do you think as well, Malmo just won? Obviously, the first half, I thought the first 35 minutes, Rangers were excellent. Pressing hard, got the goal, obviously, through Morelos. Then, then Malmo come back into the game, and then, obviously, I think Malmo's best player gets set off, and I don't think it is a red card. I will agree with I think it was you that put it in the chat. I don't think it is a red card, Wilson. But no, no. it's only a red card if Bobby Madden's a referee. <laughs> you know. But Malmo, but Malmo came out the second half out of the traps. And this is the thing I've got with this Rangers team ever so slightly. I don't think it's a crowd thing. I think the three the three defeats Rangers have had in, in big competitions, obviously St. Marin last season in the League Cup. Davis scores the goal and I think the team think the game's over. I think the team think, oh, we'll just go and win. That's us. We've done the hard bit. All we need to do is score another goal. St. Johnson in the Scottish Cup last season, I think the same. Tavernier scored late on and they just sat back and St. Johnson invited St. Johnson pressure. This is the same to me. I think when they went 1-0 up and down to 10, then had a man advantage. I think they thought, I will win this game. That's not... Sorry, it may not be a mentality problem. You know, it may not be the crowd problem, but there's certainly a mentality problem then they should be given. Aye. And again, and I don't know, there'll not be many world-class sports athletes, even for different sports, that won't be nervous or apprehensive or butterflies before playing against a crowd. Yeah, now, especially when you've not had a crowd. We, we are all months. fully aware of what the old firm crowds can, can do to players, yeah. you know. And there's been world-class players at Celtic Rangers that have come into that environment and, oh my God, they can't cope, mm-hmm. you know? And I think, and I think, and there's a wee bit, and I can always relate this, and I know you guys have had a pop at me in the past with Kilmarnock, when was a successful under Steve Clark. I think, and I don't blame the Rangers fans for this, I think there was an aura of expectation. And I think they're looking at the teams because, again, Gerald said in an interview in the news tonight, you know, are they ready to be playing Man City's, Chelsea's, PSG's, and he said, probably not, which is, you know, very honest. But I would expect if, if I was a Rangers fan and I'm looking at those teams to get results from, I'd be looking to go through. Yeah, yeah but three years in Europa... They, you didn't would... go, they didn't go through. So then you have to start looking at different variables. Uh, why? Yeah, because as Mark years, said, it was there. Te- right. Ten men, up 1-0, 50,000 fans being for their blood, not their own. And, and they fail to do it, and uh, there, there is a, there's a there's a slight concern there. But what you have to remember is, most weeks, and especially last year, Plan A worked for Rangers. So when Gerard set his team out, Plan A worked. He got and that was against Celtic as well. He did very very well in Europe um, to get where they did. They actually, Plosher went through another round. If I'm if I'm honest, um, and he did spectacularly well. Plan A. 
Now, this is where I'm going to question Gerard and his coaching team because when they're playing against much better teams, what's, what is plan B? Because in Malmo, you know, they didn't put a cross into the box for Eaton, then they bring Sakal on and put 30 crosses into the box. Tuesday night, you know, two banks are tight four and one workhorse striker. Um, so Ran putting, you know, good good quality across into the box, bringing on an Eaton to challenge, to be big, to be aggressive. You know, they, they start, they put Ryan Kent in as a number 10. Now, again, I don't watch Rangers every week, um, but Ryan Kent can surely play wide, cross a ball in the box. You know, because you're saying Barisic is maybe off colour. Uh, Tavernier's crosses weren't great. When, and you're expecting a wee bit more. Now, again, you can look back. Is it just an off night? As I, as I said, I felt the Dundee United game was, was an off night. The European teams, maybe we just, Rangers are only just as good as we possibly think they are. And I'm not, that's, please don't take that as a criticism. But because of, because of how well they did last year, as I say, how well they did in Europe as well, it wasn't a fluke they won the league because they did very well in Europe. But again, maybe it's just the old Kelly way, you know, you're expecting a wee bit too much too soon. What do we think? I think, I think they'll have I think they'll have a plenty good run in the Europa League anyway. They need to go through the Armenian champions Aus to get to get into the Europa League group stage. Shankers, we've spoke a bit about this obviously on Saturday. We spoke a bit about the Rangers, a few Rangers players been off the boil. I think you're right, we like a tavern near Barisic, even Kent. I think Wright was sat right with Simmer as well. I know he started the season really well. He just never get going. But when you've got five or six players that are off form, it's very difficult to go and win a game. It is. You're, you're spot on. I, I don't know. I mean, there's people, people I was sitting next to in behind of the game saying that Goldson and, and Tavern, they can't play in front of 50,000 people. And on, it, on some of the evidence of the performances, you could agree, but then again, the before pre-COVID, they've played in, in big games and, and won big games with crowds, so I don't think that is an argument. Players players have bad games. Players don't have bad games uh, on purpose. It's just it's one of, one, of the thing, one of the things for me is, and a guy at work says to me, Malmo know how Rangers are going to set up and how Rangers are going to play before they even know the team sheet, before they turn up to pitch, you know, and... 4-3-3, when Rangers get the ball, pitch is wide when, when the other teams get the ball. The two, the two number 10s, as they call Kent and, uh, and right, they tuck in and see when the ball goes to full-back, it's Barisic, or when it goes to the left, eh, no Barisic, it's when the ball goes to full-back, it's Aribo that's out-pressing, it's Arfield that's out-pressing, the number 10 is tuck in. Rangers are, is it getting to the point, I agree with Walton, a bit plan A, they get to the point where Rangers are becoming too predictable. And pre-COVID, the, the season that Rangers never won the league, I felt there was an element of that as well. They were going to teams and 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 when when things weren't working, say it was now now away Easter Road, so it was now now and and the the way they were playing when they weren't they, they continued to play that way and and say finish now now rather than change it up. And, and go go for it. Rangers don't don't have a plan B in, in my opinion when they go. I don't know. I think it's they, they put Sakal on and, and rather than put him out wide and continue and play that way, they went two up and as well as it says they put Kent in number ten. See after that, Kent hardly kicked the ball. Nice. He hardly touched the ball because they were sitting so deep and sitting so tight that he wasn't wasn't getting into areas and when it wasn't on the ball, he wasn't getting 
taking the ball in areas where they could affect the game. It was maybe dropping deep and getting it and playing it out wide and then starting that again. So it's maybe it's maybe one to look at. And I also agree with Walton where there had to be some coming for the management to when it Rangers went one 0 there had to be something coming for Michael Beal or Dera or McAllister. The Rangers changed the way they played because it was complete polar opposite for one 0 to no no the way the performance was. Sat off and they let Malmo have the ball, whereas it no no they were in the face of a pressing, they were on the front foot. So there had to be a change of game plan there, and and for me that's where the game was lost. As soon as Rangers went one, no, the game plan changed, and, and after that Rangers never really kicked the ball. When they could have capitalised on one now and, and see if Rangers got a second goal, whether it was a foot, uh, whether it was uh, in the first half of the kick playing like and got a second goal, goal early on. I thought they could have went on and, and won three or four, especially. With, with, 10 men, but something changed at 1-0 and, and for me that was the reason uh, why they never won the game. Yeah, definitely. I just think it was a bad night for Rangers, but they can, they've got a chance to get back to winning ways on Friday in the Premier Sports Cup against Inferman. We'll cover that later on. Wilson Celtic won 3-0 tonight against Jablonek and are through to the playoff round of the Europa League where they'll play AZ Altmar. Impressed with the performance tonight? It's an good result, 3-0 goals, two goals for David Yeah, I think it was important that at 2-0, uh, Joe Hart's made two really good saves, which is uh, not usual for a Celtic goalkeeper in the last 18 <laughs> months. Um, so I, th- I think that made it big. I mean, I think the job was, I mean, you score four goals away from home um, in Europe. You know, I think it's pretty much job done. It's good to see Forrest getting back on the score sheet as well. Turnbull around with a couple of goals. Um, but again, no disrespect to the other team, but... Celtic won't be judged on results against Jablonek. Celtic will be judged on results against AZ Altmar um, and the rest. But, yeah, again, good for the coefficient. Yeah, get them, hopefully, uh, into the Europa League. So, Thursday nights we can some live, get some live football on. Although it does have a knock-on effect for us having to, you know, we up to late on a Sunday night because the league games are finished rather than everyone playing on a Saturday. Um, but a good, good result, good result for Celtic. I think, I think all the predictions were in the previous night, as expected. As much as my Rangers' prediction was clearly wrong. Yeah. Um, I think there was a wee bit of element where you were trying to re- reverse the uh, jinx yourself, where you were saying Rangers will win. So it's if if they win, you say, "Well, I told you so." And if they get beat, no, no, honestly, no. See, honestly, <laughs> when, I, when, when I give my predictions, I, I try to be as honest as possible. And as I say, maybe I'm. Can I caught up in the hysteria because as much as you know, you check my social media pages, I do praise Rangers and I praised them all last year um, on here. And I, as I say, maybe I get caught up in it, um, you know, expecting them. But as I say, I, I, I look at, and I keep going back to this, the picture that Scott posted, you know, of the Rangers squad. And, I, and I'm looking at it and usually, again, maybe because when I was a kid, European football was for the proper big teams like now everyone gets into Europe, you know, even St. Johnson. Um, and when Scott, Scott posted the picture, one of the Rangers Angels players said, right, okay, right, right, okay, that's pretty good, pretty strong. If someone had, I mean, I told you I had to research who the Malmo manager was after the first game, you know, and then I'm looking at Malmo, I do not know any of those players, you know. So maybe I get caught up in a wee bit of the expectation of it, but um, going back, Celtic, good result. Get through. It's still got a very tough, tough game to go, but see, this is no taking any away from Celtic at all because it was comfortable in both legs. But 
see that team they were playing like it's, oh. it's like you, you can't none more than a comfortable win both legs <laughs> against them uh, see anything less than that because uh, teams like that are, are some they are they are no good teams like to be in to be in for a chance of qualifying for the Europa League and um, even I don't want to drink to a four a four range of got it but like Armenian teams say Kazakhstan and Azerbaijan and all that. I mean, like, if, if Rangers, I remember years ago, Rangers went to that Kaunas for Lithuania and things like that. Team Rangers and Celtic have got too much quality to, to be even scraping by these teams. They should be wiping the floor with them. I and mean, I, I almost include Malmo in that as well because, as Wilson says, I, I think I'd heard the, the captain Christensen. I think I'd heard his Boy name. Sander used to play the. Fair Bremen as well. Man. Other than that, yeah, totally agree. Totally uh, it's agree. just Rangers itself should be to be wiping the floor with four with these teams. And if if one of them was to go, I know AZ don't want a, a tough game for for Celtic, but if Chief Rangers were to go and go to to this team, it'd be an absolute disaster. So Johnston are out of the Europa League, but they're into the Conference League where they'll play LASK from Austria. They lost 4-2 tonight to Galatasaray. Wilson, you can take nothing away from St. Johnson. No, they should hold their heads up high for their performance over the two legs. Aye, absolutely. Quality just shone in the end. Um, and the, the pace that uh, Galatasaray, you know, in the final third played with. Um, again, you know, I'm, I find myself shouting at the telly, you know. I don't get how Jamie McCart's let that fella inside him and then not still not put a tackle in, allowing him to take two or three touches before he scores. Um, but again, I you, I don't I even don't think St Johnston. I think they got an incredible result out there, and then when they got back to one each, I thought maybe they've got a wee chance here. But it just shows you the experience in that Galatasaray team, household names, you know, manager and in players. But yeah. great journey for St Johnston. Amazing is to see. Who's our manager? Yeah, Fatty Terum. He was the manager of. You 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 hundred percent Google him. You'll know. You'll look at him. And go. God, he's, he's been the manager at every forty years twice. Uh, oh, I uh, easy. <laughs> yeah, the St Johnson players no call. Uh, no, I suppose the Stuart players no call. You his first name as well. No, no, <laughs> well. Uh, some of them call me worse than that. I can tell you. I can tell you that. Um, but they'll know playing Saturday, so I don't worry about that. Uh, so I. As I say, great experience for St. Johnston. Good luck to them. Again, I think the Austrian team possibly too strong for them as well because they're 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 a kind of experienced team in Europe. They won six one tonight as well. But great great experience for them. Great for Calm Davison. Are we not on his? Uh... Oh, I have seen that manager before. Aye. <laughs> it does look like me, doesn't it? <laughs> um. Oh, aye. I, again, I know we all try to, again, we're falling. Oh, it's a judgment. We've got a wee chance, but I think we, we knew Galatasaray would go through in the end. Yeah, it was they've got in the next round on, on the end of Muggs either. Uh, is, it, is it Lask? They've there no Muggs either, so that's not going to be a a walk in the park for them. Again, if, if 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 you sign for St Johnston, I know you're better than them Shankers, but <laughs> and you were and you were promised four games in Europe, you'd a bit of horn off. Oh, I, I don't know. So, let's, let's let's give them some credit. I think it'll be a case. Of, I've I've been involved in teams where you're playing in big games with with teams that you probably know that you're not going to beat, and you go in and, and you say, right, and since they did a win bonus, can we just get an appearance fee for this game? Uh, <laughs> I, I, draw, I draw a draw bonus. I think St. Johnston will be, uh, I'll be going to the yeah. chairman and saying that as well. 
Aberdeen are through to the Conference League playoff. They'll play Karabakh. They won 2 1 against Bederbleck. Ryan Hedges with both goals, Shankers. Another good result for Aberdeen. Jane have got a chance against Karabakh. Not a great place See, to go. See, when you said that, I kind of screwed my face up as well because I remember, like, like so a few years ago in the, the uh, Europa League group stages, Spurs and teams like that going away to Karabakh and, and struggling, not even, not even getting a win over there. So they, they could have got an easier task than that. But I think if, if they were offered a playoff, a uh, two-leg affair against against Karabakh to get into the group, is it group stages that works? Aye, I don't it's know the same that. as Europa League, just eight yeah, games. Yeah, so I think, I think they would take it, and and they've got enough quality to beat teams like that. I, I don't see why you know, but uh, it's not going to be an easy one for that way. Yeah, definitely. What well, happens if they get the the uh, conference league? <laughs> what what they Playing the Stewarton tournament next summer. Habs <laughs> <laughs> won't be playing in Europe this season. They are out. They lost four one tonight to Rijeka. Wilson did the red card, obviously the red card to Darren McGregor changed the game because it was one each and then Rijeka scored three after it. But is that a kind of worrying result for him, the way they lost the, the three goals after the red card? Yes, I, I, I think it is. But again, we've kind of touched on this before, you know, as much as we've praised Jack Ross, especially Rory, who knows him personally. Um, big game loves bottlers him, for me. Loves him. Oh, absolutely, I love some Big game bottlers, Hibs for me. Um, saw that with the cup final and, and whatnot. So, as I say, I think when we all looked at more predicting the results last week, we looked at the Hibs one and thought, mm, again, I think we're all confident and we were confident in Rangers, Celtic um, and Aberdeen. We were a wee bit, oh, hope St. Johnson do it, but they're up against probably the best team. No. Um, I don't think, I don't think, did, did any of us predict it? I don't, I, I certainly didn't predict Hibs to win, I don't think. Uh, no, I, th- I, I, I maybe thought. Somebody said I had said on penalties. Definitely. I think the best thing for Hibs is the closure of the transfer window. I think they need to know if like, the likes of Doig and Nisbet and these guys are staying or going. I think that's hard for Jack Ross. You know, because again, I'm not, not that I've seen the highlights yet, but you know, I always think if, like a wee bit like we spoke about uh, Edward, you know, is there a £10 million move coming for Kevin Nisbet and he's thinking, I don't want to get injured here couple of weeks before the transfer window and that kind of thing. You don't you don't know, but maybe again, maybe it just shows where, you know, Scottish football is at the moment, you know, because that's what well Rangers are still in Europe, I suppose, but you know, it's two two out. Well I suppose you can say Celtic three out at the first hurdle as such. So uh, not 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 good for Jack Ross or Hibs. I think we'll have a decent domestic campaign. They'll obviously get beat on Sunday in the Premier Cup. So a <laughs> tough week for the Hibs fans. We're going to come on to that in a second, Shankers. Yeah, you want to add about the Hibs game? Uh, no, I think one each and then get down to 10 men obviously changes the, the game completely. I think 4 1 maybe isn't a true, true, true reflection if it's 11 v 11. So, about 10 men is obviously tough for them because at one each are still in the game. So, I think that probably, probably swung the game in their favour and they'll be looking to bounce back on Sunday, but they'll, they'll have a tough game. Yeah, definitely. We're going to move on to the Premier Sports Cup. The last 16 gets underway tomorrow with Rangers against Infermline. We'll just get around the panel and get a score prediction for each all eight games. Shankers, will Rangers bounce back with a win against Infermline? Aye, uh, I think they will. And I think they are doing the changes and I'm comfortable. Obviously, I'm going to throw 
pies and paper airplanes at, at Rory Loy in the, <laughs> the BBC. Hopefully, there's no many people running about them in case they, they fall asleep and miss any of the, the game. But uh, <laughs> if you're at a loose end, you can't even make Ibrooks tune in to, to listen to Rory. He's there. They're covering it for BBC Scotland, obviously. We've got a few members of staff on holiday this week, so... <laughs> 300, I heard. Tankers <laughs> will be tuning in. Rory, uh, Rory Wilson, will you be tuning in to Sports Sound tomorrow night to listen to Rory cover the Rangers game? Um, no, absolutely <laughs> not. Um, no, that's not fair. No, that's not. Yeah, yeah, probably will, to be honest. Um, I, I, I won't be watching on the television. Who's he on with, as they said? Who's on with? I don't know. I never... I've, no, I would imagine there must be some sort of Rangers connection because Rory's on it for these Dunfermline connections, surely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's man doing here to defend himself. <laughs> no, I was, I, do you think Gerard may make wholesale changes tomorrow? Yeah, do you I think? think, think I, I think the likes of Parson, Bassey, uh, Lundstrom, Sakala, I think, uh, I think Scott Wright will, will maybe still play in the front. I think Ruth might play as well. I think Ruff, right? You can see some minutes for Ruff. Um, I think he will. Tuesday night is obviously still fresh, but I think he'll, he'll want to get minutes in the in the legs of other players who haven't played as much so far. And I think it's a, a perfect chance to at home to the family. But also, there'll be an element uh, I doubt in his head where he'll be thinking uh, this game. Obviously, it's a must win since a cup game, but he'll be thinking. We go and, and struggle with, with this game, then it's been it's a horrible start. So I think he'll make changes, but I wouldn't be surprised on the flip side if he doesn't any watch to try and, and try and just get a win under under the belt. Yeah, definitely. We'll move on to Saturday. There's three games on Saturday. Air the D United, the D Motherwell, Livingston, St. Marin, Wilson. Give us a tie from those three. Um what was it for Air Dundee United? Go Dundee United and that one to go through. What was the next one? Dundee Motherwell. It's a tasty one. Um, both teams are absolutely terrible. So, oh, I'm going to go Dundee in that one. They bounce back for their 6-0 defeat. Livingston St. Marin. 0-0. Oh, that, that should be the one Rory Lloyd's commenting. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go 0-0 and 0-0 after 164 penalties each. <laughs> no, I, th- I, th- I think maybe just St. Mun's firepower, you know, uh, main Brophy, Kilty, I-, I-, I think they'll possibly go through. Shankers, what's your selection for those three games? Air Dundee United, first of all. Dundee United just losing their, their main man during the week, uh, Lon Shantland, so... Unless they're going to go and spend uh, some of that one million pounds, I think, I think they could uh, find themselves in a wee bit of a struggle. But last week, I mean, it's a great, a great result against Rangers last week. But if they don't go and replace his goals, they could struggle. So I'm going to go for a wee United upset and in that one. Nice. The D model. I think model will be, will be strong enough for them. I, I think six 0 last week. Dundee won't be judged on on performances against the yeah, likes of Rangers and Celtic. It'll be, be games like this and against Mons, Ross Counties, Livingston's, etc. Where where Dundee will be looking to pick up points and and uh, 
and be judged upon. So I think I think Murrow will <coughs> just edge it in that one. And Livingston St. Marin, you think it's going to be a goalless draw? I think so. It's just... Is it at Livingston? Aye. Oh, no, Astro. Just... I, I just... No, no. Is it, does it go in extra time or replay? I think it's extra time. Aye, extra time than penalties, aye. I'll go Marin on extra time. We'll move on to Sunday. There's four games on Sunday. We'll start, first of all, with Wilson's big game. Coman go to Easter Road. Can Kilmarnock do it? Can the championship side cause an upset? I absolutely. Uh, undefeated so far. Um, beating two local rivals in Air and Queen of the South. Um, can, can we go in with local no rivals Queen of the South? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, sir. I've and Galloway teams to know. I was a wee bit of rivalry with teams from the South. Um, I, 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 would, I would think uh, Hibs will be favourites, so... But Kelly's getting a thousand fans there as well, so a wee bit of vocal backing. You going? Um, Hibs, Hibs. Well, I need to find out tomorrow because I don't get my season tickets until tomorrow. But you have to get an email for your season tickets to, to apply for the tickets. But is Kelly get five hundred new fans going when they've got a thousand tickets? No, it's just <laughs> I need those extra seats for my ass. <laughs> <laughs> is that so? Is that is that starting to happen? Do people get away tickets and stuff like that for games? I think I think um, somebody said I think we're in the section of the main stand now. The away fans at Easter Road are behind the goal. Yeah. Somebody said it was maybe in the section of the main stand, but we're getting a thousand tickets anyway. Um, oh, so we'll wait and see. But I I don't think Kelly should have any fear. I think Hibs could maybe struggle for a couple of weeks after um, that result tonight. And I see they've had to fly back, etc. And it's a disappointing result. And again. Are you thinking, you know, are Doig and Nisbet, etc., still going to be there? Um, I see, I don't think Keller are going to go there and score several goals, but a wee 1 0 victory um, would, would, would do. So I'll, I'll go Kelly in that one. Shankers, Hibs or Kelly? Hibs for me, I think. I think we'll be looking to bounce back um, after obviously getting out the night, which is disappointing for them. I think they've got uh, a good chance of, of bouncing back. Uh, Kelly, especially at home, so I think that'll be favourable for them. Wilson Wraith versus Aberdeen, who we got? Oh, I know Rory fancies Wraith this season, but I think Aberdeen was too much for them, to be honest. I'll go Aberdeen in that one. Shankers, who we got? Who's that, sorry? Wraith and Aberdeen. I think Aberdeen will be too strong for them. Are Rose St. Johnson, Wilson, can St. Johnson defend their title? Ah well, again, you 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 wonder the knock-on effect because I say chasing those Galatasaray players about for for ninety minutes tonight will have some sort of thing. Gayfield's not a great place to go to try and play good football. Um, again, I believe a wee sticky start to the season as well. Not expected. Okay, but I I'm gonna be going for a wee surprise there. Just as you said, there though St Johnston the holder, so I I'll go with Arbroath for that one to go through. Big call for Wilson Shankers. Who we got? A Brothers and Johnson. Is a broth at home? Yep. Well, it could be a tricky one if, if the wind picks up up there, but St. Johnson to bounce back. We could. And the tie of the round is on Sunday at Celtic Park. Celtic versus Hearts. Wilson will Celtic redeem themselves after Hearts in the league in the league this season? Could Celtic take advantage of the full house and beat Hearts here? Again, that's. I know there was obviously people getting carried away after how well they played 
um, against Dundee. They've had a positive result tonight in Europe. But again, Hearts is a different kettle of fish. Yeah, they'll be out to try and seek a bit of revenge from the first game of the season. But Hearts have proved they're no mugs, you know, sitting um, at the top of the league or joint top of the league. Um, that's a right interesting one um, for me. Wouldn't be surprised if it went the, the, the whole way um, to penalties. However, wouldn't be surprised if Celtic ripped them up and wouldn't be surprised if Hearts won. <laughs> <laughs> it is a very tough game to predict. Um, Where's the game at? I'll go both teams to score Celtic victory. 2-1. Shankers, who have we got? I think Celtic on the, the form that they're in since since that uh, defeat um, at Tynecastle, I think that favours them, and especially at home as well. I think I think at home, home advantage, and we, we fans back in the, in Parkhead, probably a full house as well, so I think that'll be favourable for them, so I'm going to go Celtic 2-0. And that is our look at the Premier Sports Cup. We're going to close the show by talking to Wilson about his big game on Saturday, Stuart United versus Cumnock. Give us oh, a prediction. Oh, get into them. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, just just due, due, due to the circumstances, obviously, amateur football, every football has had to endure over the last year. It's it's going to be really tough for every team. There's only nine teams in the, the top league in the amateurs this year. Um, and I, I genuinely think... Out, out with one or two, everyone's capable of beating everyone else. I don't think there'll be a runaway leader that there's been in previous years um, with Hurlford, Thistle, Latterly, uh, sorry, earlier and then Shortlees. I don't think there'll be a, a runaway winner. And there's a couple of surprise results last week, you know, because you're, you're always surprised um, when Shortlees drop points, Glenburn losing at home, who are a fantastic team, but so are Daly. And it's, it's just going to be really close, you know. I, I, don't, I don't think there'll be any results that you've possibly seen amateur football before of six, eight nils. I don't think that's going to happen in the, in the Premier this year, but the boys have worked really hard this week, trained really well under uh, Johnny Sinclair's guidance <laughs> and, and expertise. Um, but looking forward to the game just to get the boys back. And even, even things like, you know, the boys have been told they can use the changing rooms and the showers. That that gives them a buzz. Nice. I know. Back into the dressing room because we've been much to the... Um, upsetness of the locals in Stuart, you know, standing beside 20 open boots and trying to get changed with soaking wet strips and, you know, and that's and that's where all these amateur teams committees are, you know, worth their weight in gold, the, the things that they do for, for, for their players on a voluntary basis. Um, but again, all amateur teams will be doing the same thing. So, as I say, the boys are happy to get back um, to competitive games now after a kind of pre-season tournament and some friendlies. So, It'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see see how we go on, but I can't fault the the work ethic of the players. They've really put a lot into the kind of pre-season stuff. So definitely, but you're not you won't you won't get a prediction from me on that one. That's not fair. <laughs> definitely, but we're going to be covering the amateur league this week as well. We've got to just go through the Premier League fixtures quickly. Daily versus Tobolton, Darren's Athletic versus Glenburn, New Fab Lock against Ardeer West, and obviously Wilson Stewart against Cumnock. We will be on social media all Saturday covering the West and covering the Ayrshire Amateur League, so stay tuned for that. We'll be doing post-match reports and things like that. Please stay tuned for that. 
And we'll be back on Monday with the Scottish Football Show. But I just want to thank Shankers and Wilson for coming on the show this week. It's been an absolute pleasure as always. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. Good luck to Wilson Stewart and uh, away up at Cumnock. And just no, no, they're visiting us at Sherbrooke. Oh, is it at home? Oh, is it? Oh, I don't, I don't. I need to just. I know it's next week, and we'll go over it in more detail. Um, but the following week, um, uh, Shankers Mocklin are coming to visit up to Stuart. Now I don't want him, you know, being caught in the middle and supporting both teams. You'll need to make a prediction and who he supports on that one. So. I'll leave that to next week then. See, see how both teams fare at the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Def, definitely, but thanks very much. I'm sorry, I'm not got a good result last week. Did they not draw a short lease? Two each with short lease last week. Aye, a tough game for these. That's what I'm saying. Though every uh, game is yeah. going to be tough. Every game is going to be. It's not. It's not. It's not like your league where there's some, you know, really, really poor teams that you're running to bits <laughs> every week. Um, but you're only doing that because Darvel having a wee rest, and then they'll be back next week. Shot you more, but. <laughs> but we're going to wrap the show up there thanks very much to everyone that's tuned in and follows on social media and subscribe to our channels thanks very much everyone we'll see you soon cheers <laughs>